On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we're reevaluating the Tampa Bay Lightning. Do we have to relook and rethink where the Lightning stand after outplaying one of the top teams in the Western Conference? We talk about that and some of the performances in the last couple of games. But first, let's play that music. You're Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Tanker. I want to thank all of you for making us your first listen of the day. On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we're discussing, well, not really discussing, but reevaluating. Now, if you remember back to a couple of weeks ago, I had to do a little bit of a reevaluation of this Tampa Bay Lightning team. I was very harsh about their performances, uh, at times overcritical. And since then, the Lightning have really, really started to play some of their best hockey of the season. And they have now won three games in a row. They've only lost one game in the month of December. And in their last game, the last night, they won 6-2 against the Seattle Kraken. And today we are reevaluating that because, well, not reevaluating the win. A win is a win. But given the fact that the Lightning won this game by such a large margin and did it against really statistically, if you look at this Kraken team in the standings. Now, if you want to do a deep dive on that, on where they rank, you know, in the nitty gritty stats of the Western Conference, you're more than welcome to do that. But and we could do that maybe at the halfway point, maybe at the all-star break, we kind of take a look back at that point. But right now, I mean, the Kraken are by points tied at as the fourth best team in the Western Conference. That leaves them only behind Vegas, Dallas, and Winnipeg. And then they are tied with points with the Los Angeles Kings. And the reason why I'm reevaluating, because you have to kind of see, you know, because the Lightning thoroughly outplayed the Kraken. There's no doubt about that the other night. Uh, the Kraken came into this game not really a good special teams uh, team. Kind of one of those squads that really, and, and one of our listeners did a very good job of, of kind of adding on to the points I made in the last episode. If you uh, go ahead and, and look at that comment, that was a great, very informative comment. It gave us a little bit more of an inside look at the Seattle Kraken. But the Kraken are a team that kind of really not, gonna hurt you too much offensively um they didn't hurt the lightning too much offensively in this game i mean maybe a lesser team we might have seen a little bit of a closer game but in my opinion i think that this was really a middleweight fighting a heavyweight and obviously the tampa bay lightning were the heavyweight and the reason why i'm reevaluating because anytime you go up against a team that is in the top five of a conference or in the top two of a division, you kind of have to look at yourselves and be like, is this a good measuring stick? And I think this is 
a decent size measuring stick for the Tampa Bay Lightning in terms of, and, and I always say that about the Lightning and and where, why I place so much emphasis on the schedule, and that is because really what it comes down to is I always look win or lose. I always like no matter win or lose in regulation in overtime or a shootout. I always look at every outcome as kind of a temperature check, a heat check, if my if you want to call it that, uh, for this Lightning team. And and thus far, for the month of December, really the Lightning have, have showed a steady level of play, even in their loss against Detroit, which I said at the time, and I still firmly believe that Detroit's a very good team, and I thought that losing 4-2 to 1, considering how well and it it wasn't exactly a matter that night of whether or not the lightning played well they played very well that night in my opinion it was just you ran into a detroit red wings team who just happened to be better a goaltender who just completely shut the door uh shut the door on your team and and really didn't give anything up in billy huso and I look at all these wins and, and all these games in general, like I said, as a measuring point. And so looking at Seattle, a team that is a top two team in their, their division, a top four team in their conference, uh, top 10 in points in in the NHL right now. My thing is that I think it's... <clears throat> Excuse me. It's an indi- it's an indication that the Lightning are still very much on the right track. They're playing fantastic hockey right now. They're doing everything right. Yeah, they gave up two goals last night. But like I said, I mean, Vasilevsky, Andre Vasilevsky, he's playing well right now. He He's playing well enough to win games. Um, and that's... That's something I am willing. I don't know how some Lightning fans feel about this. And, and if let me know below what you think. Um, and we'll talk about that uh, in the second segment. Because I do want to get down to Vasilevsky, um, as well as some other players uh, this season. Braden Point thus far. Steven Stamkos just having really a career year um, once again. And I, I, I think like as a lot of Lightning fans will tell you that as well as that Andre Vasilevsky has played this season, I think, including myself, can agree that the ceiling is so much higher that there is some sort of letdown to these performances. You know, as much as you love to see Andre Vasilevsky winning games um, and don't make any mistake about it, he's made some pretty tough saves this year. He has gone through stretches in games where he has shown flashes of his old self and has really done a good job of at certain points helping the lightning win games. But at the same time, you look at Andre Vasilevsky and you know, he's not, he he's competitive. He's, he's going out there. Like I said, winning games, giving you a chance to win, um, shutting the door when it really needs to be shut. Uh, But at the end of the day, he's not his top three goalie self. I mean, that's, crazy thing to really think and say out loud uh you know he's really not has been himself but we'll talk about that later on but looking at this win 
with the Kraken, and, and I kind of alluded to it in the last episode, in the preview episode, is that is that it's a little strange when you look at what the Kraken have done this year. Uh, pretty much on they they are going to eclipse their rec their their points accumulation that they had uh, from last year, and uh, I I just think and, and I don't want to downplay the competitiveness of really any division. I really don't like doing that. I really don't like downplaying the success of any certain team unless there's merit. But, you know, if you're a Seattle Kraken fan, and let's let's put the, the shoe on the other foot here, I'm looking, if the Kraken were my team, I'm looking at this loss to the Lightning is not only obviously disappointing, but kind of just a kind of a a moment to sit back and be like, are we kind of in a good spot right now? Like, are we on cloud nine? Are we, are we going to fall off this cloud? It's at at a certain point as the season progresses. Cause quite frankly, if you look at the Pacific division, you have Vegas and Seattle. And then obviously the Kings who I mentioned a moment ago, who are tied with you. Then you got Edmonton and Calgary who have just not played at well or have played up to expectations this year. So that has thrown the division a little bit into a funk. So looking from the other side as a Lightning fan, I kind of look at this game as like, all right, this was a good win, but at the same time, I'm not going to get too excited about it because you still kind of saw some things from the Kraken that I kind of saw from them last year. Um, and a lot of it's just still just still trying to find certain situations in the middle of the game where you're able to just unite as a team and, and propel yourself um, to, to get that next goal, to, to, to cross that next hurdle, to get yourself uh, to the next whistle. And we didn't see that from the Kraken. And the Lightning took every advantage in this game. Um, there really this was the kind of performance that you would hope to see from the lightning on every night i mean you you saw contributions from everyone you got goals from chernak you got goals from ross colton steven stamkos once again uh this he almost seems as though as he's scoring every single night um and the crack that's not to say that the kraken didn't play hard they they dished out 39 hits and the Lightning took every single hit in stride. Um, you know, not to mention there was a fight in this game, but that's kind of what's going to happen when when a team is kind of getting somewhat outplayed is what we saw uh, with the Kraken. But so, you know, the Lightning, like I said, they, they played a very good game. I, I thought that they were very aggressive. They were very fast. Uh, this was probably one of the fastest. I mean, the last couple of games between this game and Florida, I think the Lightning have looked lightning fast. And, and I'm not trying to use no pun intended, um, but it, it very much reminds me of kind of what we saw in 2019, uh, 2018, 2019, where the Lightning were what I like to call the greatest show on ice. So, you know, all things considered, you know, regardless of how you feel about the Kraken, you know, are they a little bit, are they in second place by default because you have two teams that are normally at the top of the division, not playing well, um, or just the Lightning playing in one of the premier divisions in the, in the NHL. 
do you just chalk it up to that? And I think I, I really, if I had to lean one way, I'm going to lean the fact that the Lightning play in the best division right now in the NHL. So uh, we'll talk about more about this team. I, I'm really, I'm really curious to, to to go through the numbers with you all. Uh, we're going to talk about Vazzy. We're going to talk about Pointer. We're going to talk about Stamkos, Cooch, everybody, because it, it's interesting. You know, we're almost at somewhat of that halfway point in the season. Um, I look at the NHL season as, as kind of two very, other than the playoffs in the last game of the season, there's two points in the NHL season that I always look at is, is, is kind of like around the holidays where we have this break around Christmas and New Year's. Well, not really New Year's because the Lightning are playing on New Year's Eve. Um, and the National Hockey League doesn't take off on, on New Year's Day. But Christmas break, and then obviously you have the, the, uh, the February uh, All-Star Game weekend and all that stuff coming up there. But uh, we're going to talk about all of that, and and I can't wait to go through the numbers with all of you once again. But first, I want to remind all of you that today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. Now, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and the World Cup. Who you got your money on for Sunday uh, afternoon, Argentina and France. My money is on Messi, the greatest player uh, in soccer history. I think especially, I think this will cement him as the GOAT GOAT uh, if he definitely is able to lead Argentina to a win on Sunday. So my money's on Argentina right now. And so they've got it all at betonline.net. If you they're always the fastest and easiest way to get your sports betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more bet online where the game starts. So once again, I want to thank everybody for making us your first listen of the day. And if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and like and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form. We are also available on YouTube. So go ahead and subscribe, drop a comment below, drop a question. Because we've been getting, we've really, you guys have really been doing a great job with the questions uh, here and there. You know, we're getting he- th- those here and there. And, and, you know, the more we get, what I'm going to do is we're going to designate Friday as mailbag day. So, you know, get your questions throughout the week. It doesn't matter whether you submit it on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, whatever. If the question seems a little outdated, whatever, because the Lightning already played in uh, that game or whatever, that is fine. I will still answer it. I will still acknowledge it. I will do all that stuff. So please go ahead and do that. And also follow me on Twitter at Danky Dank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-A-N-K. Give the show a follow on Twitter as well at LO underscore lightning on Twitter and and uh, locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. So looking at this roster, because like I started to talk about before, then I kind of went down that rabbit hole. With Andre Vasilevsky now through 21 games played, he has a record of 12, 8, and 1. Um, save percentage of 913, goals against average of uh, 2.63. Now, by NHL standards, or at least my standards, it, is that terrible? I don't think it is. Like I said, he is playing well enough to to contribute to this game to this team winning right now. I mean, this team, like I stated before, has 
really up their game in the month of December. You know, we saw that that buildup towards the end of November, and they have really just taken it to a whole nother gear um, here in December, only losing one game, which was to which was to the Detroit Red Wings last week. So Vazzy's 12 wins put him at seventh, tied for seventh in the league with with Vanacek from the Devils goalie. Uh, his save percentage puts him at probably a little bit farther down. Uh, it's taking a minute to load. Um, but it puts him in 28th in the league, which, you know what, I like I said, it's a little weird to be having the conversation about Andre Vasilevsky not being anywhere close to the top five and really anything. Um, and, and, you know, I, I have seen some comments about Vazzy and, and, you know, if you want to look through the list on NHL.com that go ahead. Um, I'm looking at some of this stuff right now, like the goals against average and, they, my issue with this obviously is the fact that it's not really. They they just have every single player who has locked one game in net this year, and so that's a little bit lopsided there. But at the same time, I mean, it kind of gives you a good measure of you know who's where. So what we'll do this way, what I'll do is I'll just look at the players that have you know if you want to follow along, you know, just hit that wins tab so you could see the the leaders uh should start with linus allmark um but looking at goaltenders who are in the top 10 of wins so i'm looking all the way from linus allmark all the way down you know what we'll do we'll even go it down further we're looking at all goaltenders with double digit wins this season thus far and vazzy thus far looking at his goals against average I mean, you look at some of the names. I mean, he's right up there with Logan Thompson, who's 13 and seven, the goaltender for Vegas, where we all know Vegas is. Um, you got Igor Shesterkin. We all know about him. Uh, save percentage of 916. Uh, Martin Jones, the Seattle goaltender, uh, he's not even in the 900s. Um, obviously, a lot of these, these, these um, these save percentages, you know, it depends also on amount of shots faced and, and all that stuff. So, you know, one goaltender may not face as many shots uh, as, as maybe another uh, here and there. Um, the one stat, believe it or not, that I am a little concerned about, and this may not be a big deal for some people, but a big fat donut in the shutout column. And if I could remember correctly, we haven't really had an instance this season in which Vazzy's really even remotely come close to a shutout. So I'm, I'm curious as to what, you know, what can be done? Because I think, and, and I've said it here and there throughout the season, I feel like once Vasilevsky gets that first shutout this season, we're going to start to see his performance go to another level. I feel like that might be 
the the monkey that he really needs to get off his back. Um, I, I really think that, you know, when it comes down to it, and, and we've seen this before in the past with him. Uh, we saw it a couple of years ago, right before COVID hit. Um, he 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 logged a shutout. I forgot who they were playing. I believe it was, I think it was Boston. It wasn't Boston, but it was around the time uh, the Lightning were kind of struggling right before they they hit that that long win streak, and then they they got snapped. Then they went into that game against Boston. Um, but I remember Vasilevsky, even though during that win streak was was, I felt like he was coasting, and then he got that 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 shutout at some point, and he was really just he just his performance went to another level. It's kind of like what you would equate to in baseball. Um, guy starts off the season, and once he strings he gets a couple of games where he strings hits together, uh, you really really starts to take off. So I feel like it's that for a goaltender. So. You know, he definitely does have a lot of opportunities coming up to really start, um, you know, or at least come close to to a shutout. I think Montreal um, is a good opportunity on Saturday. I don't know if he'll play Saturday. I would imagine he's going to play tomorrow tomorrow against the Columbus Blue Jackets. I would prefer because I feel like and – and I'm sure John Cooper is – if he hasn't vocalized this – uh, with Vazzy, I'm sure he's kind of had that inner monologue with himself that really, you know, let's put him in his, in in the best possible position to go out there, absolutely dominate, put the team on his back. You know, as much as I hate seeing that in the game, I think he needs that. I think the big cat needs that um, because obviously the, the talent is still there. We've seen, like I said, we've seen flashes throughout the season where he's just absolutely made highlight real saves so the talent is there um it's all about stringing it together and and you know sometimes throughout the course of a game for a goaltender to to get a shutout sometimes you need to get a little lucky um so there's also that as well you know maybe he needs a little luck on him set on his side but i would definitely expect him to play tomorrow night against columbus and then what i would like to do i mean I don't know. I don't know what really is going through Cooper's head, but if I'm John Cooper right now, I would say you because here's the thing. This is this is might be because as much as I've complained um, about this is that as much as I complained in the past about John Cooper playing Vasilevsky too much throughout certain spots in the season, you kind of need to get him going. You know, as much as this team, as well as this team is playing, you know, I think they, like I've stated on past episodes, they have a chance. They have a prime chance right now with the way they're playing to really take it up a notch. They got Toronto coming up. Um, they got a chance to to put some more distance between themselves and Detroit. They got some more, and not like, not that I'm saying that this team is even a remote threat to the Lightning in the division, but you have a chance to sweep Montreal. Um, so, you know, you, you definitely want to get everything going. And I think that really that if this team could get everybody going, and when I say everybody, I mean everybody, even even Andre Vasilevsky, uh, you got to try and do what you can to get him going to where he – you see dominant Vazzy. You don't just see kind of 
you know, top 10 Vazzy. So what I would say is really in closing is I feel like, and this might sound like a crazy idea. So you play him Thursday against Columbus. You sit him against Montreal. And then you play him back to back against Toronto and Detroit. I'm curious right now and go ahead and please comment below on YouTube or tweet to me or whatever you want to do to, to get my attention. Let me know how crazy that is. If, if you're screaming right now, if you're watching me on YouTube or if you're listening on your phone or whatever, if you're, if you're rolling your eyes or whatever, let me know. Is it crazy? Is it too out of pocket? Or is it something that you think like I do? We'll we'll jumpstart Vasilevsky and and get him back into Vezina form. So wrapping things up on the show, I did say I did want to talk about a couple of players on this team. Um, the one player I want to talk about, well, actually the two to close things out on the show is is uh, Braden Point and Steven Stamkos. Uh, Stamkos is in the midst of a fourteen game point streak. Um. I mean, what is there to say at this point about the guy? Uh, 34 points this season, 16 goals. Uh, and the only guy that is kind of close within is, I feel, is Braden Point. I, you know, Cooch has 11 goals, but I, I think with the way Pointer is playing right now, it's, it's, it's scary. I, I think that at the end of the, at the end of the season, just the way these two guys are playing. And I might be crazy here, but Stamkos, yes, obviously has been the offensive force for this team all season long. But one can't deny how dangerous 21 looks right now on the ice. Um, the goal he scored the other night against the Seattle Crack and the, the, the couple of goals that we've seen him score in the last couple of games, the goal against Florida, uh, the two goals that he scored against Nashville, uh, you know, the guy is absolutely rolling right, right now. Um, he's playing the best best brand of hockey right now as I get, you know, a, a uh, ad playing in the background, which is completely professional. I apologize for that. That's hockey reference to blame. But what I'm saying is that Braden Point, when he's, when he's playing at this level, and it, he doesn't necessarily have to be putting out the, the points. I mean, yeah, he doesn't have to be necessarily getting on the scorecard. But the thing that impresses me, and, you know, this goes back to the goal he scored the other night um, in his previous game against Florida. Um, if you remember correctly, it was from the assist, I believe, from Sorelli. Uh, no, it was from Kucherov, excuse me. Just the way he side skated like that in the slot with three defenders around him and just let's call it what it is. It was a casual goal. It was probably as casual as a, of a goal as you'll ever see. If I was opposing teams, teams like Toronto, teams like Detroit, teams like the New York Rangers, because it is my opinion, I don't think Montreal or Buffalo or even Arizona could stop them at this point, but if I'm if I'm the head coaches of Toronto, Detroit, or the Rangers, I am absolutely terrified of the way Braden Point is playing right now, and dreading that we would have to play this guy right now in midst of one of the best stretches that he has had all season long. 
alongside Steven Stamkos, who is just it, it seems like he's making up for lost time those for those couple of years where he was injured and missing games by the tons. So I I mean this is has to be the dangerous stretch that the Lightning have had, you know, because they're not just playing well. And I'm not using this word lightly, but they are a deadly offensive hockey team right now. And yeah, you might take a step back and say, whoa, you just spent the first half of your your podcast just saying how somewhat below the Seattle Kraken were below this team. And that's absolutely right. I mean, they they're not in the same weight class. And, you know, that kind of performance that the Lightning put in against Seattle, against Florida, um, against Nashville, you know, they'll get you maybe within a a one point, two point difference in the in the goal column against a team like Toronto. And I'm here to tell you, if, if that's the margin of victory in terms of the ceiling, that the Lightning could win by against a team like Toronto, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. And and so let us know. I, I mean, I'm very high right now on on how well the Lightning are playing. And, and I, I, I just I don't see them slowing down. We look at this. We look at the schedule, and I've spoken about the the schedule a ton, at least for the month of December. You know, January is a little bit of a different story, but if you look for the rest of the year of 2022. I am very well within my right to predict, and I very much think if the Lightning could get by Toronto and Detroit, because I think they'll go into that Detroit game uh, looking for for revenge, I think the Lightning finish the year, uh, the rest of their schedule undefeated. You know, and, and so we're talking about Really, there only one on only one loss coming for this entire month of December, and and the landscape of the Atlantic Division in 2023 looking a lot more closer, and and definitely a lot a little too close for comfort for Boston and Toronto. So we'll definitely keep track of that. Like I said, I I think that the Lightning, um, you know, Toronto is and Detroit are really the only two question mark games left. Other than that, I think the Lightning could not only win those games, uh, but win those games uh, within a two, even three goal margin. So in the meantime, you know, we'll be back tomorrow to to preview or actually, no, sorry, recap uh, the game. Hopefully a win, which I would I would expect is a would be by a large margin, uh, somewhat similar to the win that we had against Seattle against the Columbus Blue Jackets tomorrow night. Tune in for that. That's a seven o'clock puck drop. Uh, We'll be recapping that game. So in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Locked on Lightning, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker.